You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Hello, listeners. Thanks for being with me today on Win With Dogs. I am Raquel, your host, here on this wonderful show on Pet Life Radio. Today, my guest is Kimberly Gray. She is a registered nurse, a licensed massage therapist, and also she does healing touch work with humans as well as animals. I'm so excited to have her as a guest on the show where I hope that you all listening can get some more information about healing touch and energy work, and hopefully this will empower you all to tap into your own innate powers and capacities of healing, which I strongly believe we all have. So without further ado, we are going to take a break. (laughs) I'm going to make you wait some more. Hang tight for one second while we take a pause for some sponsors, and we'll be right back to talk with Kimberly Gray here on Win With Dogs. Don't go away. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. 
Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging tight through those commercial break. Again, I was letting you know that Kimberly Gray, a healing touch practitioner, is going to be my guest today. And Kimberly, I'm so glad you're with us. You're in the Florida area, so all hail Floridians. <laughs> Kimberly, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Raquel. I feel very honored to share with your listeners today. Yeah, great. And I know that just as much information as we can get out there to people on some of the wonderful healing modalities, you know, the better. The more information out there, the better. So I understand, Kimberly, and I'm really fascinated about, first of all, your background in kind of the conventional medicine world. I myself uh, started as a personal trainer, I was telling you earlier, and also did a lot of work in what I consider more of a conventional modality. And um, I'm very curious to know how you were alerted to healing touch and energy work and how you got into it, what interested you. Maybe just, just give me your background a little bit on your transition Absolutely, Raquel. Actually, I've been a nurse for 27 years and what happened is I went through my own healing journey where I actually, I was in three accidents three years in a row after spinal surgery and they said, Kimberly, forget uh, it, you will never work as a nurse again. Uh, wait a minute, yeah. back up, back up. So you had spinal injuries yes and then you had three car accidents post spinal injury which is re-trauma 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 exactly so for those of you listening out there we have in the physiological world something that's called a pain cycle and a trauma bond you all listening might know of that where your body just won't let go of a certain pain or a pattern in the body so when your spine is already injured the lockdown of the spine tends to be pretty severe in a protective stance. So, Kimberly, to have three other hits to that <laughs> is would make for some severe padlocks on your pain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Talk about cellular memory. Yeah, but no what kidding. happened is I found my way to an acupuncture physician and he started putting needles in and talking about chi and energy. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I've been a nurse this long and they didn't talk about that in nursing school. Right. And so it started my exploration just furiously. I thought, wow, because what happened is conventional medicine offered surgeries and a lot of medications that yeah. kept me into an altered state and um, so with the acupuncture I started realizing shifts in every level emotionally mentally spiritually physically and so I found my way to a healing touch class in 1999 and within 10 minutes of that first class I said this is it this is what my spirit and my body and my whole being has been seeking 
for myself, but then it was it very quickly manifested that that was my path to teach this work and to be this work. So I've started a Healing Touch program in a hospital setting and taught an entire community of nurses there. And now I work in an integrative healthcare program in a large trauma center. That's when it all started as far as the energy work, but it shifted to animals because I grew up on a farm and I've always been very drawn to animals and had a a very heart-centered place for them. And in 2001, after I moved back to Florida, a little puppy found his way to me and I was not looking for a dog. I thought I was supposed to be the middleman to find him a home. (laughs) And what happened is I brought him home on a Saturday and by Thursday I was at the vet's office And the vet gave me three um, options. He said, take him home and he'll die in about two hours. Let me euthanize him or let me hydrate him and see what happens. He had was four pounds and he had parvovirus. Mm. And we all know the dog owners out there. That's a four letter word in a five letter word body. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. He had the parvovirus. He was very, very sick. Just I could feel his life force energy was just a thread, really. And so I went to the vet's office every day for a few hours and did healing touch work on him. And then I brought him home and continued healing touch work and continued doing IV therapy on him because the vet let me do that because of my nursing background. Right. And the little guy just turned the corner. He slowly just came back to life. And now he's like a 55 pound. He's an Australian shepherd. mix. And he's a beautiful healer, actually. Everyone that comes to my house for treatments, yeah. he hangs out, and they're like, wow, he has the most beautiful spirit. He's a healer. I said, well, yes, he, he is a healer, as are many dogs and pets. They they find us. We think we pick them out, but exactly <laughs> They find their way to us. You're so right. You are so, so, so right that dogs, and you're hearing my little Scotty in the background. (laughs) He is furiously seeking attention. (laughs) But he is the replacement. Well, not the replacement. I Forgive me. Forgive me, Kirkland, for calling you that. But he's the Scotty I got after Angus. My Scotty passed away in May. And just like you're saying, Angus came to me and really was the inspiration behind my healing work with animals and writing my book and everything. And so I want to just kind of get off on this sidetrack for a minute on the fact that animals heal and they themselves emanate healing. And I think, I don't really know the exact scientific reason, but I suspect that it has something to do with the fact that their spirits are complete love and utter love. And love is such a high vibratory rate. The word itself is just vibrating high. So all of you all with dogs, cats, horses, birds, anything, really try an experiment. Try to just sit in the room with them and get yourself centered and in a healing space and sit there and put the intention of healing out into the room and just see what how your animals respond. I guarantee you before long they'll be like right at your feet. It happens every time I meditate or like you're saying, Kim, have people over to get worked on. Immediately the animals are in the house with you or in the room with you offering well, to help, offering their healing services. It's so beautiful. 
Raquel, you hit it, hit the nail right on the head with the part about the love and the heart. Mm-hmm. But actually, in the Healing Touch for Animals classes, it is so amazing. And what I learned from that journey, and I now encourage all of my human Healing Touch students to take at least one level of Healing Touch for Animals, yeah. because animals heart energy centers, which we call uh, chakras, which is Mm -hmm. the energy centers in the body, and we are energetic beings. It's electromagnetic energy that flows through our body and radiates from us. Their heart chakras never close. They are pure, unconditional love. And that's That's so amazing. I mean, that's so amazing when you think of how closed so how guarded so many human heart chakra centers are I know. well and that's what it is yeah that's pretty amazing that's very amazing humans if someone says something to us that we find offensive or that hurts our feelings or something like that we process it we hold it in our heart energy center and sometimes we release it sometimes we don't we kind of hold on to unforgiveness or resentment mm-hmm. and animals do not have that capacity. Their heart is always open. They're so, fluid. They're so mm-hmm. fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you started, and I love what you were saying about encouraging your human healing touch practitioners to work with some animals. And I, I totally, a thousand percent agree. That is one thing that has own practice to another level. When I started working with horses and oh. dogs, I really started you know what it was it was more like mirroring like they were so receptive and so responsive whereas humans you can tend to throw a lot at them and maybe not get that much of a response animals you you walk into the room and they're aware and affected by your energy so you really have to get clear (laughs) it's true grounded to work on them which is hard for me you might tell you might be able to tell that (laughs) (laughs) well actually our energy field which is composed of our chakras or energy centers but also our bioelectromagnetic field that radiates from us it does hold within it our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings so what happens is and and also the electromagnetic waves so that's how dogs horses animals know when you're afraid because they pick it up five to ten feet away from you before you even arrive from the heart rate pulses that are emanating from you. So, So, yeah, they're literally feeling it energetically. It's not that they made a deductive reason and said, oh, look at them. They must be afraid. They literally feel it in the energy field. Yeah. So mm -hmm. That's amazing. This work is very intention-driven. So for all of the dog owners out there, every exchange that we have with our pet, they're exchanging with us and we're exchanging with them. For example, if we're combing them with a comb or a brush, our energy is radiating from us, extending from us as we're holding the comb. So if we set the intention that our electromagnetic field that is radiating from us, if we set the intention for balance for our pet, for their highest good, whatever they need, and allow that dynamic flow of energy, um, that's a technique called vibrational grooming, by the way, because your energy is emanating. So it's not just the comb. 
It's yeah. like an energetic comb that's going all the way through their body. And as you go down their whole, from their head down to their foot and off their tail, and then their head down to their foot and off their tail, you are literally permeating their entire being, their physical body, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, however one embraces that. It And it's literally balancing them. And you. <laughs> At the same time. It's a dynamic flow. It really is dynamic. It's a symbiotic relationship. We love that. And, you know, that's something that is really easily tested. You know, you can see, you might have seen... You know, different, for example, TV shows where you have unruly dogs and the trainer comes in and literally in like one second the dogs act different. And people are astounded by this. And like what you're saying, intention is truly 99% of it. So you set your intention on healing, on peace, on calm, on like you're saying, bringing about the best possible good for that soul that you're working with. And it is like within seconds the change will happen with your animal. And also, another thing, Kim, I like to tell people, make sure and pay attention when you're working with your pets on your breathing rate, your own brain patterns. You want to get calm and focused because the dogs will pick up on what you're feeling and kind of mirror that. So if you're having trouble getting your dog to calm down, maybe while you're trying to give him a massage or do some healing energy work, that might be an indication that you yourself are not necessarily that calm. And that's one of the things that I was talking about learning from dogs is that they're so affected by us that it's very easy if you're paying attention. It's very easy to see just the, you know, the power of energy and energy work. It's really great. So you get to work with um, dogs and other animals. What other animals do you work with, Kimberly? Well, I, you know, I've been invited to work with several different types of animals. I do work with um, horses, cats. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I love to do energy work at even at places like Bush Garden, and oh, because cool, because yeah. yeah, where thought goes, energy flows. So actually, I was doing some energy work with one of the tigers one day, and I have a picture of it. I was, he was very, very restless in his, um, the area they had him in, and it was completely glassed in. So I was just intentionally sending him balancing energy. He was pacing back and forth, and he came over to the glass and put his, a big white Bengal tiger, put his nose right at my nose. Our, my nose was touching the glass, as was his, and his eyes were staring right into my eyes. And oh, my, my sister, God. Like, yeah. And I knew it was the energy work that yeah. brought him over. He just paused, and then he went and laid down from his pacing, pacing, pacing. Oh, so, that's so yeah. sweet. You know, what I think of is like, see, it works. And I don't know why I still have somewhat of a skeptic brain, even though I have been doing this work for over a decade. <laughs> and I wow. know it's validity, but I swear it's things like that. It's those tangible moments where, for me, it transcends the trust, faith thing and becomes tangible. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, right. it, it's working that are just so fabulous. So right. you can affect, you can create a healing space then in any kind of environment. So maybe even if someone doesn't feel like they have the best environment, quiet environment for an animal, that should not stop them from trying their healing work. I mean, they could do it anywhere. Oh, exactly. It's about your own, as you, as you were alluding to a while ago, Raquel, 
um, it's your own internal state. That centeredness is so important. Centered means being um, fully connected, grounded, connected with the earth. You slow your breathing and you're open to guidance. You're just very calm within, calm at the heart. And, and so that radiates from us and that affects our pet. Now, or our dog. Now the... Yeah, um, we, we talk about all pets here. <laughs> yeah, all pets. Well, um, you know, often animals feel, I, I feel that dogs and their animals feel emotions very strongly. And they, if we're really, really in that receptive place ourselves, we can even pick up on what that emotion is. And one of the techniques that we use is called a bridging technique. And it's... it is to assist with behavioral change. And we connect the heart energy center, which is so if there are any listeners out there that would want to try it, it's about getting centered and calm, connecting, setting the intention, whatever they need for balance, holding your left hand over the area where their heart would be, like between their front legs, and then holding the other hand behind the throat area, like below their ears, back on the neck, and it connects and balances, it bridges the heart with the throat center, which is about communication. You're bridging the fourth, the fourth and fifth chakra, which for those of you listening, yes. the cardiac plexus and the thoracic outlet, the colors are blue and green for anyone exactly. who wants to know. And like she's saying, chakras are just over a nerve plexus and it's very important to connect this, like you were just about to say, Kimberly, that dogs communicate not with words, but continue. They communicate visually. Yes, we know. they communicate per their behavior. Yeah. But, so um, the bridging technique connects the energy of their already open, unconditional loving heart with their ability to express. And when they're in that place of balance, because all healing for the health and well-being of, of our a pet, it is about balance, just like with humans. Balance, yeah, restoring about, balance. Yeah, and seeking peace, exactly. Right. Getting that Create, peace. It creates the optimum environment for the natural healing abilities and all of, I mean, this is a very physiological process. And that's one thing that is very important to remember because it, it works with the parasympathetic nervous system and the relaxation response. So when an animal relaxes, like with the vibrational grooming alone, where you're intentionally letting your light fingers go through their entire being in addition Mm -hmm. to the comb of the brush, what happens is when the balance, when the relaxation response kicks in, the body relaxes. They usually sit down from that kind of where they're standing up alert. They just kind of sit down very slowly. That's a shift in their behavior. And um, as the balance comes, their behavior um, you know, shows that a shift is going on. Absolutely. We have to take a, one more quick okay. break. But I want to talk more about this because I really, I agree with you that one of the hugest benefits I see with hands-on work and energy modalities is behavioral changes in dogs. And I often get the question, why are your dogs so well-behaved? And it's like, well, because I spend so much time touching them (laughs) and doing energy work on them. So let's take a quick break and um, we will get right back on this topic of 
the parasympathetic nervous system. That's a great topic. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's right. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Thank you, thank you. We are back again with Kimberly Gray. Um, I thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Kimberly, for all your info. And before we took a break... We were talking about the calming response that the parasympathetic nervous system has. And for those listeners who listen to my show frequently, we talk often about the importance of the spine 
and the spine, the cerebrospinal fluid and the endocrine system all flowing smoothly. And she's talking, Kimberly's talking about the parasympathetic nervous system. And these are things, you know, it's right at the visceral area, the base of the spine. These are the fight or flight response. So you either have angst on one end or you have peace and calm at the other. So the parasympathetic nervous system is very very intense place that stimulates healing. In fact, before we continue on that, for those listening, a very potent hold that will stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. So Kimberly's giving you one technique, which is holding at the heart chakra and then holding above the shoulders at the base of the neck at the throat chakra to do bridging. Another complement to this hold, I think, is if you would hold your dog, just place your hand at the top of the sacrum, which is right at the base of the tail where it leaves the body. The sacrum is the base of the spine. It's like a huge plate. You can't miss it. So your hand is at the top on the sacrum, which is basically at the end of your dog before the tail starts. And if you go right on either lateral side of the tail, right at the top of that rear leg, you'll find a little bony protuberance. And this is what's called their sit bone. If you would just lay your hand, and it's really right at the base of the tail, just maybe an inch below, you'll feel a little bone. If you hold the sacrum and put a couple fingers at that sit bone, this is a very calming hold. It will also soften the spine, which will stimulate that cerebrospinal fluid. So it's called embodiment for anyone who wants to research that further. Um, so Kimberly, thank you for letting me interject. <laughs> you got my mind a cranking on the parasympathetic system. Yeah. So one thing that I, I want to talk one more briefly about is, you know, you were talking about the magnet, electromagnetic field and wavelengths and the importance of centering and being balanced and being fully present and in our bodies and how this is a physiologic response. I wonder, you know, I believe that we are getting a more balanced, synchronous wave when you're dealing with the electromagnetic waves, which translates to less pain and more peace in the body. Do you have any thoughts on on how that healing touch is affecting the energy field or the auric body, the energy body of the recipient? Well, what happens is um, there's actually a law of physics that describes it. It's called okay. Maxwell's Law, and it says when one electromagnetic field interacts with another electromagnetic field, that there are actually changes in the field which cause chemical changes within the body. Okay. And so when the parasympathetic relaxation response is elicited, this, um, and I, I do want to touch on this just very quickly because for the people that are skeptics or need to understand that this is a very physiological process, it's energetically restoring balance, which changes the physiology. So the physiology, what happens is that parasympathetic response and then endorphins are released and the, the muscles actually relax. And, and like I said, the dog will lay down, their body relaxes. And what happens in that, every little cell of every muscle expands, there's more space between every cell, more blood comes into every cell, more oxygen, more nutrients, more waste products are taken away. So what happens is it's a literal physiological change. 
mm-hmm. that happens. And the electromagnetics, I mean, we're we're very aware when we I mean when we put on EEGs and EKG machines, we can measure that electromagnetic wave. One really quick thing I would like to mention to you, it's not ex- um, directly about healing touch. It's another technique that I use um, called heart math, and they've done 18 years of research out in Boulder Creek, California, and in this, they had um, one of the physicians that was doing research son on one side of the door and his dog on the other side of the door, and the dog's, the son's heart wave showed up in the dog's brain wave on the other side of the door. Wow, that's crazy. I love that. Literally on the screen, they had both of them hooked up, and they were four feet away from each other. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You you called it the Maxwell, what did you say that was, the law, the Maxwell's law? Is that what it is? Maxwell's law of physics. Okay, I'm going to definitely, Maxwell's law of physics, and also, I don't know if you are familiar with the Schumann resonance. I was just alerted to this not too long ago, and it was a similar study, Kimberly, where they had the practitioner and the recipient of energy work hooked up to um, an electromagnetic monitoring machine. And <laughs> the what ended up happening was not only did the practitioner and the recipient, their resonance get a, finally balanced into the same rate, so right. one started at one rate, the other started at the other. They fused, they balanced, they got synchronous. Then what happened, you know, a few minutes later was they both dropped to the resonance of the earth, which is called the Schumann resonance. So right. they were resonating, they were pulling off the healing properties of the earth, which is so cool to me too, to think that we are just, you know, our bodies don't end where our skin ends. We are... Oh living thriving and again for skeptics like Kimberly saying you know we energy is just another word for like cellular movement and nerve movement and you know this is just the nerve path we are electric beings we know yeah. that we operate on electricity so you know it's true I it's know very true I love your whole approach, Kimberly, from a more of a scientific kind of explaining it in scientific terms for those people that, you know, it doesn't really speak to them when you speak in energetic terms or new agey terms or left brain terms or whatever you want to call it. So thank you for some of that clarification. You're welcome. I I think it's very important. I think, you know, we are finding bridges between science and spirit. And remember, I work in a a 1,000-bed level one (laughs) trauma center that's associated with the medical school, so I have to keep it scientific. (laughs) I would love to have you speak with a couple of my human clients (laughs) because where words have failed me, you you are just saying it so eloquently. It's making so much sense. I love it. I love it. So we are almost out of time. Is there anything else that you that's on your mind right now regarding this that you want to chat about? Yeah, I would just like to um, empower your listening audience to just be in their hearts to take a breath, to be calm and centered, and to connect with their their pet, their dog from that space. And when you set intention, any task 
whether it even be giving them food or petting them, just petting them, not even combing them, it becomes a healing exchange when that intention for balance and presence is behind it. Forget the science. It's about heart-centered presence and intention. Exactly. And, you know, that's so true. One day, maybe we won't need to have things proven you know, in text and seen to be true, having to be seen to be true and all that. But until then, (laughs) until then, yes, we do. I would suggest and invite you to kind of shut off the skeptic, the brain, the bully brain, the thinking (laughs) brain, and just lead with your emotions, lead with your spirit. I always say, yes, I always say the spirit is kind of superseding the brain. The brain is over the body. And so we definitely should be in the spirit mind, I think, to really get those awesome tasks completed. I thank you so much for all of your input. Again, I agree with you, Kimberly. We all have this capacity to heal. And like you're saying, setting your intention with your pet, you know, even something as simple as looking at them and, you know, visualizing you giving them kisses and wrapping them in a warm embrace. I mean, you will notice your dog or your cat or your horse or a tiger at the zoo (laughs) soften in your presence and really make that connection. I do, I think animals want to connect. They're trying to connect. We are the ones that are you know, floating around in the ether, not present, not aware, scurrying to get all of our stuff done. So stop for a second and just think of it like that. Think of animals as trying to communicate all the time. They're not just there for food. I hate when people say that. It's like, oh, all dogs think about is food and whatever. You know, food and go to the bathroom. It's like, give me a break, people. So, no, not true. In my mind, anyway. Not true. (laughs) I have to be careful there. So, Kimberly, I thank you so much. I really, I love all of that you are doing down there in Tampa. Oh, thank um, you so much. At the hospitals. And I'm sure we could talk for hours about just some of the successes you've had. You know, let's get off the dogs for a minute. I mean, some of your human success stories, I bet, you know, you add the healing energy work and I bet you see some physiologic shifts big time that weren't possible before. Oh, very much so. I, you know, I've been really blessed in my 10 years of being in the, in the holistic practice. There, some of the more profound um, shifts that I've seen are, are when I've worked with closed head injury patients who were comatose. One particular young man, he was in a catatonic and he had been in that way for six months and they didn't know if he um, where he would progress from that. So his mother invited me to start doing healing touch and when I first approached him, it was as if you know, is there even, where is he? You know, he's not even present right now. And at the end of the session, he was looking at me. At the end of the second session, he was tracking me with his eyes. At the end of the third session, he was blinking once for yes and twice for no. And within, I just kept working with him three times a week and within two months, he was walking feeding himself they took the feeding tube out and he ended up getting out and graduating from high school and one day um, someone came into the break room he got so busy with therapies I could no longer do the healing touch work with them but my job was done it was to invite yeah. the spirit to actually come out come, and do yeah. the work 
and and somebody said, Jay, who is she? Who is she? Is she your family or is she your friend? And he looked at me and he goes, she's my friend. And I thought, wow. <laughs> yes. I love that because, you know, honestly, I, I often have said this too, is that you only could get so far with like even talk therapy, let's say just, you know, going to a counselor or a psychotherapist. It's when you start incorporating some of that energy work with it, you really do see cellular shifts. In very much so. I mean it's amazing you feel like it is any amazing. of you listening <laughs> you have any psychological blocks happening in your life <laughs> you right. know try seek out an energy worker you know and you know you might need to go to a few they might the right person will resonate with you you will draw that person to you so I just invite you to tap into it it's pretty remarkable pretty and it's a cellular level it's a spirit level it's a heart level it it transcends all of our thoughts and judgment and all of that which is why I love it because I have a pretty loud brain (laughs) well the great take a breath yeah exactly about it is is that the energy work is non-discriminatory it restores balance body mind spirit and emotions and whether we're working with an animal or human oftentimes when they're perplexed and challenged whether it be with a physical illness or a behavioral challenge one doesn't know if it's coming from you know often we think oh well there's physical manifestation so it's only physical but it could be coming from imbalance in the mental in the spiritual in the emotional and we do not have to know usually the the person or the animal doesn't know we don't have to know it's highest good intention balance and then the healing occurs at whatever level it needs to occur at to bring balance to all of the entire being oh so beautifully spoken that's so true and on that note we have to wrap up so I hope that you listeners take away with you from listening to this podcast just the awesome capacity that all bodies have to heal and connect and be full of love and compassion and empathy and again be empowered be empowered to seek these things out for you and your pets we know that the more tools we have in our tool belt, the better we usually can can perform longevity wise. So I thank you, Kimberly, so much for being with me. I love you're very your, welcome. I love your spirit, and I need you by me to ground me. <laughs> I need. If I'm to, ever in Nashville, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm going to have a little picture of you up by my desk. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, and. I thank you, Mark, for bearing with me. And all you listeners out there, thanks again for tuning in to Pet Life Radio, where informative pet shows are the goal. Thanks again. Go out there and win with dogs. Till next time, see ya. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs.